This episode is a sponsored partnership by Keen. So, you finally decided that you want to seek psychic advice. But now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? It would probably be a lot easier. Our response? Why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy readings since 1999, over 35 million to be exact. All you have to do is create an account, and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. Want to learn more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs, and you'll be able to connect via phone call or text. Just go to trykeen.com potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings. Once again, that's trykeen.com potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm joined by my co-hosts and fellow demon, Taylor Sokol. Uh, today we're reviewing the third and final season of the fantasy series, His Dark Materials. This is, of course, based on the trilogy of novels by Philip Pullman. Uh, this is written by Jack Thorne, came out on the BBC, and now streaming on HBO. So we got into the first two seasons, and... That second season came out right at the tail of 2020. So we had to wait two years to get our third and final season. We've been waiting patiently. And finally, it came out to see the the big final season of all what went down. So, Taylor, this will be a spoiler review. Spoiler warning. There it is. That was one of the angels. Yep, you've been warned. Um, we will talk about some plot points that happen in the third season. We're not going to get like too too heavy into it, but if you haven't actually gone and seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, go watch the season, come back. But Taylor, give us a brief synopsis of His Dark Materials and kind of where we had left off. All right. Let's do this as brief as I can. So, the, yeah. you know, overall the premise of the whole series has been there is these alternate universes. In our main universe, we follow Lyra and uh, her uncle, turned uh, father she finds out uh, lord azrael who is in this world you know there's this kind of magisterium the authority who kind of is like religion and the government all in one and he's kind of challenging the the hierarchy uh i'm talking about dust that dust is um actual you know higher beings angels known as many things and he's trying to challenge and find out um you know why are you know fighting against basically free will and so we follow this whole journey uh, with with Lord Azrael as Lyra's father, and then uh, Miss Coulter, her mother, 
And, you know, this constant fight that, you know, she has higher calling in the magisterium, they, the authority, they deem her as Eve, you know, the original sin. So then they're coming after her. We also meet Will, who this knife bearer, who the subtle knife, which he can use to cut through literally into war, uh, different worlds, and it's can, can cut through anything. And so using him, you know, they meet and, you know, he's trying to find her, his father and they eventually come together. We're left off that Lyra has been kidnapped by her mother and kind of tucked away. Lord Azrael has been gathering an army to fight off these angels and to fight off the kind of leader or God in this story, if you will, Metatron. So he's developed, created this army throughout the world. And, you know, Will, who finally got to meet his father who had died, said, you need to take the knife to Azrael. But he is trying to find Lyra and, you know, try to help, you know, complete this quest. So, you know, we're left off with a lot of these questions, you know, uh, you know, who are the, you know, we don't really know much about the angels. We're kind of left, you know, these kind of ethereal beings and, um, you know, what, what Mercer Coulter kind of wants with Lyra and, you know, there's a lot of big threads kind of left under, but we know that this huge battle is coming up kind of the, the finale yes. of the season. And, um, you know, I was pretty excited now for both of us. We had, we had delved into these books. I myself only had read the first two books but I kind of knew what was going to happen in the third book, but for them to kind of be able to wrap up three books and three seasons, I was pretty excited about that because not many shows able to do this. And a lot of them kind of outstay their welcome. I thought overall really enjoyed, you know, this season and this entire series. It's crazy. Well, yeah, the production value in the show is so good. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing that really stands out is one. It's a fantastic cast, awesome music, and the settings and the way they can make, you know, obviously this is a show you have to do a lot with. You have animals, you have weapons, you have magic, you have a lot of CGI, and all of it looks very good. Like, you can't watch this show and be like, oh, it's low production value. Definitely they not. Put money into this thing. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, I agree. It's one of those things where, yeah, I, I myself had only read the first book. I had done multiple attempts to get into the second book. I just, for some reason, never stuck with it. But I was excited to see how did the story end, being that I never got to read the rest of the second book and third book. And, yeah, there's some really cool stuff that happens in this third season. I mean, right away we have this... Lyra is, you know, in a drug state that her mother, Miss Coulter, is keeping her there. And while she's in this state, she's starting to have dreams again of Roger, her best friend who Lord Azrael, her father, had killed in the first season because uh, they did that whole experiment where if you splice your demon, it actually makes dust happen. And so that was a big thing that he was willing to risk, even like one of Lyra's friends, to try to do this experiment. And Lyra's never really... She's never really forgiven her father for that. That's one thing that she just hates. Like, And I, I kind of like how they set up this whole first two seasons to get to this point, Lyra really doesn't really have any trust or love for her parents. She no, sees them both by, as like... Definitely by this moment. <laughs> which is a great arc for how their story ends. But yeah, this whole thing of the Magisterium is trying to find Miss Coulter and they want to try to find Lyra because they think Lyra is Eve. And so the whole goal is we got to kill Eve because she could undermine our whole operation. And I do love how... I love how much that... This show does play into the religious aspects 
that is a little crazy. Like the Magisterium is crazy. Like they're they're to the point where they they are developing throughout the season a bomb where they can use a little bit of oh. virus hair that they have, and they could put it into this bomb and it'll track her. It doesn't matter what realm she's in; it'll find her to destroy her. I thought that was a crazy concept. That it's like they have the technology. And that's the thing I think it's interesting about the show is it is this battle of religion and technology where the Magisterium is very much all about, you know, they're very hardcore religious, but they're willing to go yeah. secretly to the nth degree to get stuff done. And, um, and I, yeah, and I think that was the great thing about this whole series of books that the Philip Coleman, the, the original author, I think the show really captured that you know, dangers of like, not, he wasn't anti-religion. He was just saying, look at what people, and you see in history right now that people would use religion to go to the nth degree to justify, you know, the ends justify the means mm -hmm. and whatnot. And you just see that, you know, especially with the leader of the authority, what a, what a great villain. I mean, he just like, every time you see him, he's just so intense. And I also love the different, we, we talk about the CGI with the animals who, you know, play into the demons you know, it is very interesting to see what demons are for each certain characters. It makes sense, especially a lot of the authority. Um, they have like little lizards or spiders. Yeah. Spiders, salamanders, lizards. Yeah. I love that element that they're they're not like cute, cuddly, like Lyra has like a ferret kind of thing. Like a you know, and these all these demons can change to different types based off uh emotion based off what they need to do but yes all, all the magisterium have like creepy or not so cuddly looking um demons which is so interesting but yeah will ends up meeting these two angels balthamos and baruch and they're basically helping him to try to find Le uh, lyra which brings them to meeting um our good old bear friend borson is back and uh man I love the CGI in that. Like, did you ever see the original movie? I think we talked about it when we. Um, Ira... Yeah, we've talked about this in another review, and it was it was really bad. But Ira uh, Berenson uh, and this, oh, it's just so great. Yeah, he looks so good, and I love the voice acting. And um, and that was a cool moment where he's like almost attacking these humans because they've captured one of his bears. And Will comes up and he's like, yeah. "All right, I'll fight you one on one." And he uses a subtle knife and he slices through his helmet and it cuts. I know. And he's I like, could not fight okay, that knife. <laughs> I will not fight you. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I he's like, I have no defense for that. But yeah, they pair up to be like, all right, let's go find Lyra. And the Magisterium try to find Lyra. They do end up meeting up. We have Father Gomez. He's kind of like our secondary main villain for the season. And uh he's he's like the father president's like second in command. Very creepy. It, it, the whole time I was like, this is what happens to Aladdin when he goes creepy. This is like the Jafar origin story. Um, that's what he looked like. Yeah, br bring me a salad and the girl. <laughs> bring me a salad. Yeah. But um, they show up at one point and Miss Coulter knocks him out. And this was a little crazy moment too. And Will did finally find Lyra. At one point, he tries to stab Miss Coulter and she actually breaks the knife. And that was just like a what the moment for me because I was like, if this thing can cut through anything, how the hell can she break this knife? And she did. No, no, right? no, no, no. He didn't try to stab her. He was trying to leave. No, he was trying to leave. But because she was messing with his head, he has to be fully concentrating. And she kept making him think of oh. his mother. So you have to have a 
Yeah, you have to have a clear mind with the, the knife. Yes, but the, the knife is broken. It's not a like, well, great, now we can't cut through realms. Or can we? This is, and it, it was a cool moment. This this is very much made me think Lord of the Rings. This is where uh, Eric was like, all right, we can reforge the knife. We can put it back together. Will it work? We're not sure. We'll try it out. So Lyra, really, at this point, it's like, yeah, Azrael's building this giant army, and they're getting ready to do this huge battle against the angels. And he's at this point where he's like, well, we should go to the land of the dead and try to find Roger. And so we have this whole like side quest that does pay off big time to what the whole point is. <laughs> we have, yes, we have Metatron, who sounds like an Autobot or Decepticon. And the whole time they kept saying that name, I was like, this, this, oh my God. Um, you think they would just say Lucifer or something, but it's, I, you know, again. Well, Metatron is big in the Bible. And if you watch Supernatural, yeah. you, you'd appreciate it more. But no, I, I get it. For okay. those, uh, for the untrained ear. <laughs> for the untrained ear like me, every time it was like, who are you fighting against? Angels it's assemble. <laughs> yeah, it's Metatron. Um, but they're like, well, there's this purgatory where there's, a, you know, millions of these souls who are trapped there. Well, we can go to the land of the dead. And this was actually really creepy. I love the production value of this place. Because, you know, we've seen depictions of like hell or like a purgatory. And this was cool. Like, first off, very sad scene where Lyra has to leave her demon behind because they can't travel into this realm. So as we've seen in earlier seasons. You have to give up something. If you're split from your... Now, this isn't this isn't a splicing, but... You have to be so far apart, it causes immense pain and depression. But they're trying to go find Roger, and we have these creepy, like, harpy things that are like, <laughs> sorry, oh my god. I know they were they were like they were like bald vultures with no beaks. It was so bald it vultures was, you know, with wings. It was like golem with wings. Um, but I thought it was a cool like I remember when uh Lynn Manuel Miranda said he was coming back for the third season, people were like, How you died in the second season. Now it makes sense. He was a trapped soul in purgatory. And I thought it was a fun little, like, almost like a cameo role. I mean, he's in it for about an episode or two. Um, but they're like, okay, we need to get all these souls out of here. We have to go on this long, long walk um, with Roger. And they find Roger. And I thought that was just, it was very perilous. It, it added some really cool big scenes. And again, all this, all the, the like setting looked like all these pieces of junk, you know, people left behind and all these. Yeah. The land, land of lost things and lost souls. So it was, yeah, it was very, you know, it was, it was really well designed and it, it looked vast. And again, it didn't look like, Oh, this is a scene we need for one episode. Let's make it cheap. It was like big time value. Another thing we have going on is we have, who's our, who's the scientist lady, Dr. Mary Malone. Yes. We did meet in season two, Dr. Mary Malone, and she's been on this whole quest of, which I, again, with the whole battle of science versus religion, a very interesting concept of she is this hardcore scientist who once at one point was religious, was a nun, dropped out of it. She's now on this quest, and she ends up in a new realm, and we meet these fun, they're kind of like elephant-looking taper kind of characters, and yep. I love this concept that they would use like these these coconut looking things to like skate around. <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, I want to do that. Where's that attraction at a theme park? Give me the His Dark Materials theme park. I want to go on that ride. But uh, she, you know, the key element of His Dark Materials, there's three things. So, yes, we have the um, the Golden Compass in the first season, and then we get the Subtle Knife. Now we have the Amber Spyglass. And this is a thing that she makes in these these shells there's these things that actually look like seeds that she comes to find out is actually amber and she's able to make this amber spyglass and when she uses it she can see dust um yes and i thought it was interesting was all the book covers i've ever seen it actually looked like a full-on spyglass they kind of did this yeah, concept of like a like a like a big kind of piece of glass and she would just use yeah. that and I thought, like a giant bobble cap yeah, a piece yeah. of uh, sea glass yeah it was cool um, but I really enjoyed those scenes in that realm. It was, it, it, again, the fantasy element of the series where you're, you're in different, you know, it's Earth 2.0 or, th- or 3.0, whatever you want to say. This felt very jungle, very, you know, these huge giant trees, these creatures. It was a little weird, though, that there was like the only creatures, though. I kind of expected there to be other well, wildlife. Well, again, multi, multi, multi-universes, yeah. so you never know. We're the only people here. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, again this bomb's going to go off. And I liked this point where Marissa, who's been taken back by Lord Asriel, escapes to try to go stop this bomb threat from happening. And her herself almost gets spliced from her monkey demon. But then in a last minute ditch attempt, her scientist friend who originally helped her with this experiment up in the, you know, in the snowy scene of the first season, she's like, I'm not going to go through this. I'm not going to do this. And the father president gets all pissed and wants to go in and do it himself. And this is where we really first hear Metatron do something really. He's like, you want dust? I'll give you dust or whatever it was. And he just like, he basically made the machine turn on and he kills the father president essentially. Yeah. That's the way I took it. Like I saw his demon. Cause this is, I'm trying to remember, is it, if your demon dies, you die or is it, you can live. No, if your demon dies, you, your demon you die, can. but uh, you die, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, if you die, your demon can long. Cause basically the demons like the soul um, of that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if the, um, but yeah, it's, but it's, it's pretty crazy. And then you just kind of see the might of Metatron and, that's what gets us into this this last time. Gotta half. give it for Metatron himself. Yeah. We gotta talk about we just watched a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We watched uh Violent Night and which we thoroughly enjoyed. That was one of the surprise uh, hits for us, if you will, of twenty twenty two. But um Alex Hassel. Alex Hassel. Um voices Metatron. I love this. I mean, you when you're like the religious Ulta leader, you know, of some thing and you're really now pinpoint is like the higher being villain character, if you will, you need that voice. that's going to be very commanding, very soothing. And it was creepy. Like I, I love the design element. I, I've always loved the angel design, this show, Yeah, these really long wings and stuff, but him kind of being more of a black version. Yeah. You know, his all spectral being is very dark. And him like in this black suit and this whole moment of, yes, the battle scene was really cool. It was very visually like, holy crap. I mean, just angels fighting all these, you know, we have all the witches, all these beings coming in here to help 
we have to give a shout out to um I was surprised to see him in this show because I was like, oh my god, that dude who's been in so many things, like the mummy returns and like you know, also Adewale, I can yeah. <laughs> he was an ace. Yeah, I know. He's like, get in. <laughs> um yeah, he plays a resistance fighter who helps Lord Asriel, and he was great in this show. Um but yeah, we have while this whole battle's going on, we have this moment where Marissa's invited to like basically to to meet with Metatron yeah. to try to like talk to him. And this again, the visual element, this like heavenly palace slash maze was really, really cool. Especially for Lord Azrael. I thought watching James McAvoy, like he's seen like his alternate version yeah. and fighting himself just was really good stuff. I really enjoyed all that that element. Yeah. Um it was and then of and course then, they yeah. have this, you know, really great kind of moment where they both kind of atone for their their kind of fight with Metatron and they end up sacrificing themselves uh, to kind of save everyone. It's a really beautiful, beautiful scene, especially when these fantasy films, it's hard to get emotionally invested sometimes, but it was just an amazing moment. Um, and that was kind of the hype of this whole series and kind of ending that in. After that, and I, you and I agreed, it when we kind of resolve it, it starts. It started kind of being very slow because now we have kind of you know our Adam and Eve, Will and Lyra are now together, and then they kind of like I thought that there was going to be romance, but it took to like right now to all of a sudden now they got together, and because they got together, they basically saved the universe, and so mm-hmm. they saved the universe. But then there's this whole thing. Well, we, we you know you guys can't be together because every, all the worlds have to be closed once again. Uh, except for one, um, which means they have to be separated. And so this is kind of this whole emotional thing leading up to it's kind of annoying because we have Father Gomez like on his mission, I will kill them. And he's like literally half the yeah, half the last uh, episode. That was a bummer. Yeah, he's hunting around and then he gets killed by squashing his demon spider. I'm like, really? Uh, we should have Will use the knife or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was kind of, I mean, I got the point that one of Metatron's angels is who killed that angel's like essentially partner slash lover kind of thing. So he was out for revenge, if you will. Um, but it, what was surprising to me was like, yeah, with this whole like, oh, the father president has sent Father Gomez off on a secret mission to all right, the bomb didn't work. Go take out Lyra and Will. Go do your mission. And he finally gets to this place and yeah, we keep seeing like it was almost like um maybe I think of in Monty Python and the Holy Grail when we see um, you know that scene where Lancelot is running to the castle yeah. and it's like dun 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 yeah. and then it's like dun 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 yeah, dun yeah, dun let's keep going yeah. keep doing it over and over again that's what it felt like it kept feeling like Father Gomez was hunting 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 and then we're talking and we're talking and the hunting 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 and it almost was like yeah we're gonna have which is very typical in a fantasy movie. You have like the big battle, but then you have the final, the final confrontation, you know, yeah, confrontation yeah. with like you know, oh that one villain you forgot about still alive. Oh, he's here. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. It would be better if it was like a surprise instead of him just kind of going on. But Whoa. yeah, so it was kind of it was kind of an underwhelming thing. But we do have this great emotional scene. We're kind of wrapping up. We're kind of everyone saying goodbye, and Will and Lyra agree. You know what? We're, every year we're going to meet on this bench <clears throat> in different worlds. We won't see each other. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of beautiful, the kind of the symmetry there. 
but I would have loved, it would have felt more emotionally invested if they kind of planted more of the seeds of them getting together in the attraction early on, like at least this season or a part of season two. It just feel like to me like, oh, by the way, we yeah. have to get these guys together. And I'm like, I don't really buy it. I feel like if I go back and read the books, I'll appreciate it more. This one, it kind of felt like a la Game of Thrones. Oh crap, we've got the end of the show. How do we wrap this up? <laughs> you know, we, did, we didn't think about this whole yeah. premise, you know, but that's just, that's just me. And, you know, it's understandable. There's a lot of the show is trying to survive. It's, it's, you know, there's a lot of crazy threats and maybe they, with so many characters and only, you know, about eight episodes, nine episodes a season, they wanted to show as much as they could. But uh, yeah, all in all, I mean, still a lot of enjoyable moments. Again, it's the production value and the acting that really sticks it with me for this series. It's not one I'm going to watch again all the time. This isn't like Lord of the Rings where I'm like, I can pop it on anytime because it is a little more highbrow. It's a little more, there's a lot of language in here. There's a lot of stuff with the religious stuff that it can be a lot if you're not really paying attention. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's how we talked about the first two seasons as well. But it's one I definitely would recommend. It's one that I think if you've never seen the original movie, you've never even read the books, it's worth watching. I mean, it's only three seasons. It's only, you know, what, 16, 24, 25 episodes. But it's not like it's a long binge. But the third season, I thought it stuck the landing. I thought it had some great action in it. It had some good creepy religious moments. Uh, Again, continue the lore with Adam and Eve and, and... Metatron, you would that name to me is stupid, but I thought the character was really cool. And the way that he like perishes, you know, with Azrael and Marissa holding him down into the perils of, you know, nothingness was really cool. So at the end of the day, I enjoyed this series. I'm going to give His Dark Materials the third and final season. I'm going to stick it right at an eight out of ten. I was same here. And now you can go back yourself and watch all three seasons of His Dark Materials, HBO and HBO Max. Check it out now, and that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast, or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.